Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, Mace, you always seem to be in a rush. You're a busy guy. What's going on, buddy? Is that because I just walked in here within seconds of the start of the show? Uh, walked is a, is a term you could use. Briskly walked would be more accurate. Run could be a possibility. Oh, well, not running because why would icy. you you wouldn't run for the start of the show if you were late? Uh, not with all the ice out there, no. So, well, and I knew I had enough time based on when I looked at my when I looked at my watch when I got out of the car. No, this was um, I was just run I was just running behind. I sent you uh the final round of show notes, of course, right? And I appreciate that Thank very you. much. All right, and I did that. I think. It was about what two ten two fifteen or so, right? And uh, then I did some more work, and then I was just I was just feeling kind of tired. I didn't sleep long last night or well, so I just why decided, not? I don't know. Just I woke up earlier than I thought I was going to. Then what time were you up today? I was up at seven forty. Seven forty. One one o time I was up. Uh, six o'clock. Yep. Yeah. I was at the gym at seven. Oh, I yeah. was up at eight. Here we go. That was early for me. <laughs> You're a single guy. But the thing is, I finished working and went to sleep last night at about one uh, forty-five. Mm. So you're talking less than fewer than six hours of sleep. Oh, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. And I just I need a little bit of a nap, but I'm glad I'm here because I slept through four alarms. Well, I'm, I'm glad, that you, went I'm off glad between, you're here too. That went off between 325 and 335. And, just, I looked, and I looked and I woke up. I came to, I looked at my phone and it said 339. Like, holy smokes. And then it's rush, 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 you know, gathering everything. Did you actually say holy smokes or was it another word you used for smokes? Uh, I actually didn't say anything. I, I probably thought another word. Okay. That's and it, it begins with S. And it ends in T, and there are a couple of O's and an H in there, right? Or just a high in there, as in H-I. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right, Packers GM Brian Goonkist met the media today, said Aaron Rodgers played a role in the hiring of quarterback coach Tom Clemens. Of course, Clemens and Rodgers worked together starting back in, you know, roughly 2006 with the Packers. He helped develop Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the two of them have a close relationship. So uh, if Rodgers wanted Clemens and the Packers got Clemens, why would Rodgers leave? He asked for it. He got it. Why would he leave? He asked for it. He got it. Toyota. I don't know. Same thing with Randall Cobb. Hey, I want Randall Cobb. Nobody else seemed to want Randall Cobb, uh-huh. but he wanted Randall Cobb. Got Randall Cobb. So why would he leave? Yeah. The question now is, uh, Aaron Rodgers wants Devontae Adams. Can they make Devontae Adams happen? Well, well it's very interesting you should say that because Gutenkist was asked about that, uh-huh. and he essentially said, you know, there are a lot of options on the table for him. We could franchise him. 
we want to work out a long-term deal, or we could just let him walk. Hmm. Okay. So they basically put he basically put everything on the table. Yeah, but I mean, how, it's it's the John Fox. You can you can do everything or you can do nothing, right? Yeah. Just put all possibilities out there. Here's the thing: you let the guy walk. You're only really letting him walk if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, and then you're really hamstringing Jordan Love. By the way, Gunkis says he is not fielding calls for Jordan Love. I can promise you, Brian, you're not getting any phone calls ding, 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 for ding, Jordan ding. Love. Give me a break. I mean, you, you, Brian Gudenkiss is getting more phone calls about me than he is for Jordan Love. Come on. That means he's gotten a call about you. He hasn't gotten a call about me. He hasn't gotten a call about Jordan Love. So it's the same. Yeah, he's gotten, his, yeah, he he's gotten as many. He hasn't gotten more. He may have gotten more. Probably as many. Is that better? Yeah. As many? That's that's fair. How that's, would you feel if you're say. the Packers? Seriously. Okay? You go out and get Randall Cobb. You didn't want Randall Cobb, but Rodgers wanted Randall Cobb. But now we are at a point in the Packers-Rodgers saga where they are doing everything they can, at least publicly, to keep Aaron Rodgers. They're sitting around after the loss to the 49ers, and... They probably knew. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think they necessarily knew they were going to lose Luke Getze. Not at that time. He was the quarterback's coach. They thought they might lose Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. But then they figured Getze would move up and be the offensive coordinator. But as Getze has said, now that he's the Bears offensive coordinator, the reason I left, and this is what he said, I left because I wanted to call my own plays. I need to prove that I'm my own man, and if I prove that I'm my, I am my own man, then I have a better chance of getting a head coaching job. But I digress. He suggested that they talked about this right after the season, or did they talk about this after Getsy left? Do you know the timeline on this? Well, I mean, Getsy left, I believe, uh, he left, uh, I want to say, five days after this, five or six days after the season ended. Yeah. Because it happened. It, it, remember, it happened right around the, the, the dominoes all fell, right? Because you had Matt Eberflus getting the Bears job not long after. Was that right before Nathaniel Hackett? There, there was wasn't right? a hire yeah. for two weeks. The first hire was after the season, but after the Packers were done, the the. Hackett was a Bronco was a Broncos coach by the following Thursday, five days later, and that was right when all the dominoes were falling, including Eberflus to the Bears because that was Dan Quinn pulled out, and then Luke Getzey was pretty much on the heels of that, like within a day or two. Okay, I believe. But Rodgers so could have been in town, was he? What he wasn't in town. It's probably a phone call. He wasn't in town. He said he stayed in town for like two, three days, yeah, four, four days maybe. Yeah, by the, but when he stayed in town, yes, he was still with the team. Yes, he was still with the team, and Nathaniel Hackett was flying to Denver for his second interview. But he wasn't hired. So here's my right. point. So they're talking about who's going to be the next quarterbacks coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the conversation went, but at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers did make his opinion known. Yeah. So they signed Clemens. How are you going to feel if you're the Packers, knowing that Aaron said, yeah, bring in my guy Tom, and then Aaron leaves? How are you going to feel about that? 
Well, I mean, at least at least Tom Clemens is a pretty good coach. I understand yes. that, but this is the guy that he wanted. Yes, this is the guy that he wanted, and then, and then you leave. It's kind of like you're dating somebody, and you think things are going pretty well, but you you don't want to rock the boat, and maybe maybe it is a little bit tenuous. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking maybe I'll buy her a car, and you buy her a car, and she now she has the car, mm-hmm. and she decides not only. Don't I want the car and you're on the hook for it with payments, but I don't want to date you anymore. Because that's exactly what it is. So let me explain that again. Hmm. You're dating somebody. You, you want to keep her because you still want to date her. She's not that sure about you. So you're thinking, maybe I'll just buy a really nice car. So you go out and you, you know, you go to a car dealership and you buy the car and you finance the entire thing and you hand her the car. And she's like, I'm still not so sure that I want to date you anymore. And then she tells you a couple of weeks later, not only am I breaking up with you, but I don't want the car either. Well, in this case, you're at least still getting something of use. Like with Tom Clements, you're getting a a very good quarterback coach. The car, if you've already got, if you've already got the car, why do you need another car? Right. This is like, this is basically like, buying a car for your girlfriend in this scenario. She then leaves, but that's that's still going to be your car. You don't have a car, so now this is your car. That's fine. You need a car, this is your but car. But maybe you there wanted you an, maybe you wanted another car. Maybe you didn't want Tom Clemens. But if Eric but you know for sure that if you don't buy this car, the Clemens car, mm-hmm. there's a chance that Aaron's going to drive out of town. Not necessarily in that car. Smell what I'm stepping in? Another car. Yes. Right. So maybe they didn't want Tom Clemens, but now they're stuck with him. And here's something else. Listen, for for all the Rogers fatigue that we have, and there is certainly plenty of it, Mm -hmm. you want him to be your quarterback. The alternatives are right. You want him to stellar. You want him to be your quarterback, and I get that. And I do believe if you are a franchise quarterback that you should have say or you should have input mm-hmm. in in decisions. Yeah. Okay. Has Rogers taken this to a whole new level where he's now picking players and coaches? And does another team, let's say he comes here, you think Peyton's gonna say, Yeah, not only are you gonna get input, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you want. Because there's a difference between input and then acting on what this guy says. Yeah, it's the NBA. Um yeah, I suppose. I suppose, uh, but not w- with coaches and players. Not with coaches and players. You don't think LeBron James hasn't had impact over coach and players? I'm sure that he, he's been around. I'm sure over the years. I'm sure he has had impact. I mean, that's what that's that's what this is. I think I think it's just it was a matter of time before it came to. The, the NFL, what has happened is we're seeing it in the form of somebody who can kindly be called mercurial. And there's nothing on Tom Clements, by the way. He had retired a year ago, you know. I know. He, he spent two years out of the business so recently. There's another, there's another layer to this. What if he came out of retirement thinking he might work with Aaron Rodgers right. again? His prize pupil. Right. And, oh, no, no, no. You're going to get Jordan Love and right. or whatever else 
flotsam and jetsam we end up with. How do you think he's going to feel? Right. How do you think Columbus is going to feel if Goonkiss really didn't want him to begin with? That that the grand chess master, Aaron Rodgers, is moving pieces all over the mm-hmm. board, and then he's just going to walk away. Yeah. You want to give a guy that type of power as a quarterback? Because that's what he's doing. He, the, the problem he, is what the alternative is being without a quarterback, being in at best quarterback purgatory, more likely quarterback hell. That's and that I understand. And, and that's the and that's the thing here. And Aaron Rodgers does recognize that he has this sort of power, so he's going to use it. You know what? Here's the best analogy I can use. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is the organ grinder and Goonkist is the monkey. And when at whatever tune Aaron Rodgers plays, Goonkist is just going to start dancing. Yeah, I can see that. You think George Payton wants to be the new monkey? And George, I think George Payton wants to win. Does he want to be the new monkey? Because that's what he might have to be. Does he want to dance to every tune Aaron Rodgers wants to play? Because that's what he's setting himself up for. I'm not saying don't get Aaron Rodgers, but do you th- do you think he's thought about this? Because Peyton, yeah, we we look, we know Aaron Rodgers is Plan A. We we know that. That's I don't think that's any secret. They the Broncos can't say it and won't say it. That's just because of tampering rules. But we have a pretty good idea. This is this is Plan A for them. But do you think they at least? I think Nathaniel Hackett, because he coached Aaron Rodgers, he understands. He knows everything. He knows. He knows the deal. Do you think George Payton knows what he's getting into, or do you think it's here's a? Ch- it's just about we have ownership change coming. I need to show progress here. Here's a chance to microwave this team to success. I think he has with th- the thing that he never had in Minnesota, except for the for a year of Brett Favre when he was really good, which was an elite, a truly elite quarterback. There's a difference between being in love and in lust. And right now, George Payton is in lust with Aaron Rodgers, and you do just about anything when you're in lust. In love, sometimes you do stupid things too. But in lust, you really do crazy things. And that might be giving up some of his power. Coming up after the break, Washington head coach Ron Rivera says, hey, we want Aaron Rodgers too. We want Russell Wilson. We got another player in the potential trade sweepstakes. How much of a threat are the Washington Commanders? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, smileysports.com. You can reach us. 
Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her 12-person team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. Yeah, she has a team working on your next deal, whether you're looking to buy, lease, or sell. What I love about Heather and her team is she and her team think out of the box. She has creative services they're not one size fits all. They want to make sure that you get what you want at the price that you want. A lot of realtors out there, they have one way of doing things. That's not the way Heather and her team work at Impact Commercial Real Estate. So if it's buying, selling, or leasing, only one team to go with in town. The team that, well, has their brokers ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. Go to impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, Washington head football coach Ron Rivera says the commanders would be very interested in trading for a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, like Russell Wilson, maybe even if Derek Carr becomes available in a trade. Washington has $30 million in cap space. They have some draft picks as well. They're picking number 11. Rivera suggested that Washington would be willing to deal multiple first-round picks for the right quarterback. Are the commanders more attractive than the Broncos? <sighs> Let's start with the defense. Statistically, the Broncos were better. Mm-hmm. But who's better? Now that you don't have Vic Fangio, you might like Ijiro Evero, Ijiro Evero, but whose defense do you like better in terms of talent? Well, Washington has is better in pass rush mm-hmm. right now. Um, you start looking at what they have uh, person personnel wise. I mean, you've got uh, Chase Young, of course. You've got John, Jonathan Allen isn't going anywhere. Landon Collins at safety. Landon Collins is at least as good as Justin Simmons, wouldn't you say at safety? Yeah, there's I'm not going to argue that. There's actually a bit more proven there to talent wise to where I'd say probably Washington has a slight edge here. Hmm. Slight. They're close. I mean, it's basically a coin flip. When you say close, are you talking about what they can give up? Because they have thirty million dollars in cap space. Mm-hmm. And they I'm have talking picks. about like the quality of the defense. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're saying, Okay, what's better? Uh what what's better? Now the interesting thing on offense is it's yeah, the Broncos have a good set of have a good set of receivers. Mm-hmm. The best receiver on either of those two teams plays for Washington. That's Terry McLaurin. Who has more depth? Who has more options? Because at the end of the day, when you look at the Packers, mm-hmm. yeah, I know they have Devontae Adams, but below that, it's okay. Yeah, nothing great. So I'm talking about number of targets. When Tom Brady was with the Patriots, he usually had one really good wide receiver. I understand they had Gronkowski, but it was usually one really good wide receiver and then a bunch of guys. Yeah. With the Broncos, they have the potential to have some really good wide receivers. Yeah. The, with Washington, you'd basically be if you'd bring in Devontae Adams potentially based on what they have right now overall, you'd give the edge to Denver. Even though Washington has the single the single best receiver in that group. Okay. So put it this way. You give Denver the the overall edge, but it's closer than most Broncos fans would want to admit. And look, they played a game that could very that was very nearly won by Washington in Denver. 
Right. So effectively, I think you look at that game, the circumstances of it, these teams are basically even. Right. The question is, the, the thing that actually could tip it toward the Broncos is, that, at least in Rodgers' mind, would be having Nathaniel Hackett. No offense to Ron Rivera. Right. But Nathaniel Hackett is well, He knows Rodgers. the system. He right. knows the guy. He likes the guy. He knows yeah. Outen. Yeah. Knows Dom Capers. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's coming to Green Bay West mm-hmm. is really what he is doing now. Let's look at who else could be in the quarterback trade conversation. Who do you like the best? If you are a, okay, we, we will split it into two, two areas. Mm-hmm. What you have to give up to give the Packers or the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And as a quarterback, where would you rather go? Okay. So let's start it off with best to give up, meaning Packers get the most value. Mm-hmm. And does it make sense? Salary cap, all that. Uh, off the top of my head, Broncos, Washington, Steelers, Colts, Carolina, all those teams, at least the Steelers and the Colts feel they're a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. Carolina, I don't know if they feel they're a quarterback away. They'll, but I, they'll call yeah, because they're calling on everybody right, right. now, but they're, they're also desperate. Yeah, but they also have a high enough pick, but they may not like the guy. Do you think Carolina is a quarterback away? Mm, no. Neither do I. Especially because they might take a little bit of a hit on the defensive side and pass rush in free agency. Okay, Steelers and Colts. Let's talk about what they have to give up to the Packers. Who has the best package? Who would you give up if you're the Colts? That's the thing. Because I'll, I'll put yeah. it, let's reverse engineer this just okay. for a second. Now Let, what? Now what? This now what the Colts have that the Broncos don't have is the Colts could send back a quarterback who I at agree. least has some possibility, right. even though he's maligned. That's Carson Wentz. Right. Carson Wentz in a weakened NFC North might still be enough to put the Packers on top of that division if he was tra- if he were traded. And of all these skill position players that we're talking about on these teams, the most impactful one on any of the on any of these teams who really would make life easy for Aaron Rodgers is Jonathan Taylor, well, who was a legitimate MVP candidate last year. If I am Aaron Rodgers, the team I would choose would be the Colts over yes. all of them. And a good quarterback-friendly coach, too. And a terrific offensive line. Yes. He, I mean, he now, as far as depth at wide receiver, I think it matches the Broncos. They've... They got it's T. Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman Jr. You take the Broncos guys right. over them. But with the offensive line being as good as is, uh-huh. and Jonathan Taylor in that defense, I think if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather go to Indianapolis plus. You're going to a division that would be much easier to win in and possibly get a number one seed. Right. Now let's reverse it and go with who has the best package to offer the Broncos. Now or the the Packers. But let's put some things into perspective. I understand you can jerry-rig the cap however you want to. Just looking at the cap right now, the Broncos have roughly $39 million mm-hmm. in cap space. The Steelers are at 29 and the Colts are at 37 yeah. So the Colts can absorb that salary, but you know what they don't have? A first-round draft pick. Right, and the Broncos actually, in terms of draft capital, of the of all these teams we're talking about, they have the single most valuable piece, which is the number nine overall pick. Right, right. That's in their favor. Would you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, would you rather play for the Steelers, or would you rather play for the Broncos? 
Is Juju is he um is he a free agent? I'm I'm checking that right now. Oh, this is great live radio. But you know who his running back is in Najee Harris? Yeah. Their offensive line wasn't very good last year. Juju is a free agent, yes. Well, you gotta find money for him. They'll find money for him. Don't or, get me or wrong. it's fine or it's finding money for Devontae Adams. Right. Because I think especially if he doesn't get tagged, yep. Devontae Adams is probably going where Aaron Rodgers goes. Well, what if he comes here? Devontae Adams is probably going to be here. Wow. So basically, I know Devontae Adams. That's why, And that's part of the reason why a, a Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers would probably involve one of those wide receivers, probably Jerry Judy going to Green Bay. Right. But you are taking on a, a deluge, a Niagara Falls on your cap. At wide receiver, you have th- you'd have three guys on significant contracts at wide receiver if you do this with Adams, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. Right. And I mean, we know they value Cortland Sutton and they value Tim Patrick. I mean, personally, though, given you know, if I'm making my overall accounting, I would rather keep Jerry Judy and trade one of those other two. But. The problem is what what would Green Bay want in trade value? Because if they trade if they trade Aaron Rodgers and they don't bring back Devontae Adams, you know what this year comes becomes for Green Bay in terms of their overall roster management? It's a clear the deck year. Look, if that happens. Let's go back to something we talked about in the opening segment. Yeah. Where Aaron Rodgers is the organ grinder and Brian Gutekist is the monkey just dancing to any tune that Aaron Rodgers plays. I know you would like to get. Everybody would like to have Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. Do the Broncos really need to get Devontae Adams if they have Aaron Rodgers? Need, no. Would help, yes. Of course it would help. But look at where your cap will be. Right. Does it make sense financially to bring in both guys, knowing what you currently have at the wide receiver position? Because it's, not, it's not, not an area of weakness. You then have to say, okay, we're not trading any of the receivers. That's the thing. If, if Jerry Judy gets traded as part of a deal, or Cortland Sutton, or Tim Patrick, all of a sudden you need another receiver because you cannot count on K.J. Hamler. I agree. If he, but flour- what I'm asking, if he flourishes, it's a nice bonus, but you can't rely on him being one of your top. Knowing the cap, knowing the cap the way you do it, knowing the Broncos have... Three wide receivers for sure, maybe four with the healthy Hamler, and then of course you have Noah Fan Okawabana. If you're George Payton, let's say Aaron Rodgers doesn't say anything about wanting to get Devontae Adams. Would you go after Devontae Adams? If he doesn't say anything says about nothing. Probably wouldn't. But he might. And now Payton has become the new monkey. Oh boy, here we go. Right? Go, you got to go get him. He's my guy. And now you have to gut your wide receiver core. And you just signed two guys to pretty decent contracts. You have a, you have a lot invested, obviously, with, with you know control over your cap with Jerry Judy. And now you're being told you got to blow the whole thing up because Aaron is playing a tune and he's saying, George, you got to dance to it to get my guy. Well, the logic, is Jake though, Kumaro next? Well, the logic there, though, is that... By bringing in Devontae Adams, you bring in a receiver with whom he always already has chemistry and cohesion. Yeah, I know. You know what? You're right. Because Brady had a very difficult time, uh, especially when they, uh, especially when they won that Super Bowl, uh, finding a way to uh, 
build chemistry with Godwin and Evan. They had Gronk. Ha- having one guy, I, 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 I understand that. Yeah, but hey, he but had two one, stud wide receivers. No, but he has. But if you have, but the thing is, uh, right now Sutton, Judy, and Patrick are not Godwin and Evans. Mike I, Evans is a future Hall. Well, what, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is is that Tom Brady found a way to make it work without his whoopee. But it helps to have that one guy in there who can kind of. Be be there for the rest of the pass catching core to say, hey, this is what this is what Tom wants when he's when when he's when he's not in the in the. I understand in, that. In the receiving. Be, I mean, you had Brandon Stokely fill that role, for, and Jacob Tammy fill that difference. role for Peyton Manning. If you have somebody in there who knows that quarterback, no. it helps. But you know it what? Bridges the gap. But you know what? How much did Gronkowski cost you? Well, yeah, you're going to have to pay a little more for Devontae Adams because right now Devontae Adams is a much better player no, you're than paying, Rob Gronkowski Okay, is. Rob Gronkowski, if you got more than $5 million a year, right, maybe, uh, multiply that by four. Right. That's a pretty expensive gutting your wide receiver core, strapping your salary cap so Aaron, Aaron can have his blue blanket. You're going all in, though, at that point. I understand that. Coming up after the break... ESPN's Tim Hasselback had quite a suggestion on where Russell Wilson could be going next. Is it Denver? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. ESPN's Tim Hasselback suggested Russell Wilson could be a target for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm putting a name out there, and I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Look, I, I think that Russell Wilson does not want to be in Seattle. And I think that Seattle, quite honestly, would be fine moving on as long as they felt comfortable with what their replacement would be in Seattle. And so if Russell Wilson is looking to play on a team that can be a contending team, if he's looking to play uh, in a market that will give him more exposure than his current market in Seattle is giving him, then I think Pittsburgh checks those boxes. I get that it's not New York City, maybe not a market that that he was maybe eyeing, but I do think that that would be a good fit team-wise, player-wise, and also market-wise. Interesting thing that Tim Hasselbeck says there about, uh, uh, quote, Seattle, quite honestly, would be fine moving on as long as they felt comfortable with what their replacement would be in Seattle, unquote. If they trade Russell Wilson to Pittsburgh, I don't see how they're comfortable with Mason Rudolph being what they get back. No. That's why when it comes to possibilities, it's one reason why uh, I think Denver isn't really high on the list of possibilities for Russell Wilson, even though the Broncos may want to at least kind of check and see here, especially with everything that we talked about earlier about Aaron Rodgers, about uh, 
you know, basically dictating the roster might be a more comfortable situation because um, what Denver would send back in a trade, Drew Locke, as a potential quarterback option, probably would not move the needle in Seattle. It's, it's why if they made a deal, perhaps Philadelphia is a name that is a, is a team that comes to mind that has both draft capital and somebody to send back in Jalen Hurts who could be an answer. I don't think that uh, the Eagles are going to be going after a quarterback. That is my understanding from people who know what's going on over there. That they're happy with what they have. Yeah, I'm just saying it would make sense. It would. Yeah, if it's a win now, yeah, yeah you would rather have Russell Wilson over Jalen Hurts. Mm. But I think they're going to see what Jalen Hurts has, and they want to build through the draft. I don't think they want to give up draft capital. They want. They feel that Jalen Hurts is enough of a quarterback where they can build around him. I'm not saying that I necessarily yeah. agree, and I don't think you necessarily agree. I think that I think he got exposed in the playoffs. He may have gotten exposed in the playoffs, but against one of the best defenses in the league. That was and missing a lot of guys at that point. It's fine. Yeah, I understand that, but he still exposed them. Yeah. Nonetheless, on the road, when all of us were sitting here thinking, this is going to be a layup win. Why? Because they have Jalen Hurts. Really wasn't a layup, wasn't it? For the, the Bucks? No, know? for the Broncos. Oh, when they came in here? Well... It- some, we what, thought it was a layup win. Yeah, well, after beating Dallas, thought it was a layup win. What we didn't know was that the Eagles were emerging at that point. Like you, you are, in retrospect, knowing knowing now what we didn't know then. In retrospect, that was an Eagles team, not just Hurts, but overall that had that was starting to figure things out because they had because that was. That was the start of a five and one run that they had, and they had lost the Chargers by a field goal the week before at home. So it was just one of those. It was kind of one of those things where you had, you know, the in the SAT question where you have two trains and they're going in opposite directions, and what time do they reach their state their next stations? That's what that was. We just didn't know it that day, but those were two trains going in opposite directions. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Colorado Avalanche taking on the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Jared Bednar had some info on that game earlier today. And also a big matchup in the ACC basketball world. We'll talk about both of those next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. 
just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Detroit Red Wings tonight, 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And when Jared Bednar met the press earlier today, he said that there will be no Nathan McKinnon tonight. He is resting a lower body injury. Just Lower kinda, body injury? Yes. Not but it, specific. Not specific. But it's something that's just kind of nagging yeah. and nothing serious, Bednar says. He, he's hoping that McKinnon will be good to go on Friday. He also said Pavel Francouz will be in goal this evening. In December, the Avs beat the Red Wings 7-3. You expect a lopsided game again tonight in Detroit. I don't see any reason why the Avalanche are going to lose this game. I mean, they've won without McKinnon more than a few times this season. What's a shame is, is that, you know, I know I'm going way back here, but it's such a shame that when it was the Avalanche Red Wings, it's a game he got excited about. Red Wings are no longer the Red Wings. And if we're being completely honest, there was certainly a period for the Avs where they weren't very good. The question is, who is the Avs' rival? Because as good as they are right now, you want to have a team to hate. I understand we want to hate Vegas, but it was one playoff series. For It seemed like maybe it might be the Minnesota Wild. But you got to have like two or three playoff series against mm-hmm. the same team to really be, build that hatred. And right now, the Avs certainly don't have it in the wings, but I don't know if they have it in anybody. Yeah, I think the the Golden Knights are really the closest thing right now, but there's just there's just not enough that has happened at this point. So right. you can't call it that. It's it's kind of like how, um, you know, in the NFL, Cowboys, 49ers, it's this historic rivalry. Yeah. But it's not always relevant in the moment. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. That's what Avs Red Wings always will be. They will always have that history about them. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's always relevant. By the way, um, of course, Avs come into this off a 5-1 loss to, to Boston. The last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 times that the Avs lost, they won the next time out. By the way... They haven't I- lost back-to-back games, by the way, since they lost 2 to Columbus right around Halloween. It's interesting. I made the comment about you can only have a rivalry when it's the playoffs. I, I sh- Let me correct that a little bit. Because in football, rivalries are not necessarily built in the playoffs. They're built within the division mm-hmm. because you're only playing 16, now 17 games, but you play each other twice a year. If you had to guess, Bears and Packers, one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Yes. How many times have they played in the playoffs? I believe one. Twice. Twice. Well, it's a little different when it's a divisional, right? Because you still play them twice in the regular season. Mm-hmm. No, I understand And that. I feel like it's harder for divisional teams to meet in the playoffs in general. But when we talk about rivals in the NFL, they are division rivals, mm-hmm. right? But my point is, so when I said you build a rivalry in the playoffs, that's not the case in the NFL. In the NHL, in hockey... When you're going seven games mm-hmm. and you're, but specifically in hockey, when you're beating the hell out of each other, that's where the rivalries are really built. NBA too, yep. definitely built in the in the postseason. I think hockey it's more because of the hitting. Yeah, I mean you you push guys around. I understand, 
And there was a rivalry between the Pistons and the Bulls. I get that. They were also in the same division. Right. And they that, had some big regular season. And that was physical. That yeah. was a very physical, you know, series. Yeah, the seven-game series makes a big difference in yep. NBA, NHL versus with uh, football. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, a big ACC basketball game tonight starting in just a couple minutes here at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, number 7 Duke at UVA on ESPN. And when I think of basketball, I think ACC, especially in college. Yep. Uh, Duke is currently the only program from the ACC that is in the AP Top 25. There are five each from the SEC and the Big Ten, three each from the Big uh, Big East and Pac-12, and four from the Big 12. Is this just a down year for the ACC, or are the other conferences passing them? Well, it's a down year, but we might find out it's the start of something. The thing that's going on in the ACC is it began with Roy Williams retiring. Mike Krzyzewski will retire at the end of this season. Jim Beheim is still around, but probably should retire from Syracuse at some yeah. point. And even like a second tier program that's occasionally good, like Miami, which is expected to make the tournament this year, Jim Laranega is hitting 70 years old. Right. And so you have these these outstanding programs with older coaches. And so you're, you have a conference that is largely going into this transition period here. And another thing that's happening is that like the SEC, for example, is doing a lot better. Big Ten doing a lot better. The SEC and Big Ten have financial resources because of their contract the contracts that the ACC does not have, right. especially because of the football contracts. And this may lead to a little that plus the change in coaches and losing these iconic coaches could lead to a little bit of a transition in the basketball landscape. Well, listen, players go play college basketball because they want to play for the coaches. Right. Those guys are the draw. In the NFL, you're not necessarily playing because of the coach. Or in professional sports, you're really playing because of the coach. Yeah. Now, I think In college yeah. football, in college basketball, you go there because of the coach. Right. As recently as 2019, the ACC had three number one seats. So I don't think the ACC is, is checking out forever, but they're in a down pattern, and they may stay down unless these successors to these legendary coaches hit. We'll find out about John Shire next year at Duke. Hubert Davis at North Carolina, they're 20-8, and eight, but they they haven't beaten anyone of notes. People aren't so going to play for John Shire and Hubert Davis. Right. I mean, that's, no. and that's a question. I mean, Carolina's got, they've both got top 10 recruiting classes next year, but will they be able to sustain it? Well, well, listen, you talked about the money. Yeah. What I would say to you is, tell me the top coaches in each conference, and I'll show you a better conference. Right? Bill yes. Self's been at Kansas forever. Right. I do want to ask you this. North Carolina will likely make the tournament. I wouldn't say it's likely. They're very they are very much okay. on the precipice okay. right now. They can't afford to lose a game that okay. they win. Okay. Let's say they don't make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I know how much you hate Duke, but I also know how much you respect Mike Shashevsky. Would you like to see Duke win the title this year for his final year? Nah, he's got enough. Just to cap his greatness. Nah, they, Duke's got enough. Boy, you are a bitter I'd rather man. see Gonzaga finally break through and win it all. I wouldn't. I'd like to see Mike Krzyzewski end winning a championship. I'd, so you'd rather see a coach who already has five titles I want to get s- another than see a, a terrific program that has lost twice in the national championship game since 2017 mm-hmm. break through. Yes, I would. That's, I'm, oh, because, if you're neutral, why... why 
If you're a neutral observer, why wouldn't you want to see Gonzaga win over Duke? Because I cheer for greatness, and I think it would be something if Mike, if Mike Krzyzewski went out winning a title. Has he already proven his greatness? No, you're just an angry North Carolina fan. I'm not, ang- I'm not angry. I cheer for greatness. D- Danny, did I sound angry when I said that? No, that didn't sound angry. That just sounded very reasonable. He has a lot already. Thank you, so Danny. So he doesn't need another oh, one. Oh, you know what? You're right. Nikola Jokic doesn't need another MVP because he got one last year. Richard there's Jefferson. Di- there's a That's difference. Richard Jefferson. There's a difference between having five and having one. You know what? Gonzaga, go win it. At the end of the day. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm pulling for them when I hope they do win fine. it. If Duke plays whoever and they're in the championship game, you want to see Krzyzewski win it? Uh, there I, we go. So, so now I just narrowed it down to one game. Gonzaga's not in it, and you still don't want to see him win because you don't like Duke, and that's okay. Well, no, I'm I just no. took Gonzaga out you of the didn't picture. Me, well, no, that's actually complete bull because you didn't even give me a chance to answer the question. No, you pause. I saw the look on your face. Because I was going through the schools that I would root, that, that, I, that I would say, I, I, that I would root against if they played Duke. I'd root against Baylor because I don't think Baylor should have college athletics. Okay, just pick any random team that you like or don't like. A vanilla team for you. Okay. No, no, not, and I'm not talking about an eighth seed. I'm talking about the, who's going to be the number two seed. I'm uh, I'm back in the pack, and I want Arizona to win. Okay. I, I'd, I'd want – you know what? If Arizona played – Look, I, I I wouldn't be cheering I wouldn't be cheering for Duke. Right. I couldn't. I, I who are the top eight teams in the country right now? I wouldn't do it. Danny, you got that up. Who are the top eight teams in the country? I don't have it at this second, but I can get it quick. Yeah, why don't you I mean, get it quick? I, I'm not going out of my way to cheer for Duke. Okay, then that that's that's all that matters. Okay, so real quick, who's number one? Number one is Gonzaga. Okay, we'll take number them up. two is Arizona. Okay, so Arizona Duke. Who do you like? Who do you want to win? I'll pull for Arizona. Okay, who's next? Number three is Auburn. You want Auburn or or uh, Duke? Uh, I'd be rooting for the Meteor in that game. I like <laughs> Auburn. Okay, who's number four? Number four is Purdue. Purdue or Duke? Uh, Purdue deserves to win a title. You know what? We can go through every team in the country. You're Purdue, not, you're not Purdue's like Gonzaga. Per, Purdue's never won at all. The bottom as one, good as they've been. It'd be, the, it'd be great to see Mace, Purdue break through. It'd be great to see Gonzaga Mace, break through. Mace, here's the bottom line, okay? You brought up Gonzaga as a way to say, I want Gonzaga to win. I could bring up pretty much every team in the country except for Baylor, and you're gonna, you don't want to see Krzyzewski go out on top. That's all you had to say. It's not a matter really. of Krzyzewski. I'm rooting. I, I just don't want to see Duke win. Right? It's about Krzyzewski. It's no, about it's not. Duke. It's about Duke. Okay. You're a North Carolina fan. I get that. And he's, look, they've got five titles. I know. Carolina's you guys have, got, Carolina's you, got five. Got uh, 57, 82, 93. That Carolina's got six. You know, Carolina's. I don't want to see that match. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, those games back in the the uh, Korean War era were riveting on television. That was Mountain hey, High Appliance. I can tell you a story about how, we how hit a break. college tell me the basketball story later. on television was made by All Carolina right. Okay, at the end of the day, we got to hit a break. And you can tell me that story about Duke playing in, during the Korean War. Oh, stop it. Or, uh, North it's not Carolina. even Duke. It's Carolina Kansas. Carolina, yeah. Anyway. All right, that was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Plus, their sales staff, they can help you redesign your entire kitchen. They can also help you find something to fit your budget. Rocky, uh, or excuse me, Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, if the Broncos do need to take a quarterback in the draft, how much will the lack of depth or maybe the lack of talent in the quarterback crop at the top Help them or hurt them. 
when it comes to maybe trading up or trading back. That's next. Nice.